Hey, this is Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Living Redefined Podcast. This is a place where we discuss modern day topics and attack them with biblical truths. The goal that we have is just to make daily decisions based on morality and integrity. I want to help you move forward in your faith, and I hope that today helps you do that. Enjoy the message. Well, hello. Good morning or good afternoon whenever you're joining me. Super thankful that you're taking part of your day to be with me. We're in a, a kind of a two-part mini-series based around Thanksgiving and the holiday. And uh, last week we talked about bringing Jesus uh, to the table. This week we're going to talk about keeping Jesus in your house. And so um, building your house on the foundation of faith, right? And so it's great to have these family gatherings that we do, and it's great to have people come together. But a lot of times when we gather with friends and family, we find ourselves around the table, and there can be awkward moments because we don't really believe in or or participate or think the same way, right? And so if you're just joining me for the first time ever, this is your first time to jump online with me. Thank you. My name is Dusty Otis, and uh, I'm thrilled to get to share the message. And so uh, today, talk about keeping Jesus in your life. How do we keep Jesus in our house, in our life? He has to be the center of what we do, right? And so uh, we're going to be in Colossians chapter 3 today. So if, you're in, if, if you have your Bibles or your notebooks, you can open there. And let's get ready to chart. And as we do, I have one question to kind of kick off. What we're talking about today, what does it take to keep Jesus at the center of your life? What does it take to keep Jesus at the center of your life? To keep him in your house means he's got to be the center of your life, your marriage, parenthood, your career, like in all of that. If Jesus is going to be in that, he's going to be balanced everywhere. How do we, how do, we do that? Here's how I got to this place. Uh, I was a young, uh, new believer, born again Christian, and was in college and fell in love with the Bible. I didn't really much read growing up. Matter of fact, my book reports were normally done by somebody else or done from the back cover of a book. If I'm just being honest, I preferred to play sports outside of academics. Academics didn't become important to me until my senior high school. I realized I got to get that GPA up. And then in college, obviously, to, to get through what we had to get through. And so in all of that, to keep them in the center of my life means there must be a relationship, right? And so here's how I got here. Three years um, into ministry, I had, I had got out of college and I'd been focused on um, actually being in ministry, a couple different departments of ministry. And I'd been single for three years. And, and I would say two and a half of that was intentional. It was really intentional. I only got sidetracked once or twice, maybe, but nothing, nothing too deep. And so I was doing that intentionally to essentially give God what I had, I'd just stepped out of a three-year relationship, and so I'm stepping into a three-year relationship with God, and, I'm gonna, and, and God is going to be the center of the focus. I wasn't by any means perfect in my daily walk with Christ in those moments, but I knew that if I was going to be and, and live my life based on the foundation of what I believed in, that I had to build that. Like, I'm not going to be able to leave where I will not go, and so if, if I can't get right and be the person that, that I'm looking for, then I'm never going to find my soulmate, right? And so I'm single, and, and so... The Lord reveals Colossians chapter 3 to me, and Colossians 3 became my motto. And that time, I think in the King James Version, it says Colossians chapter 3 is rules for holy living, which sounds right if you're 80 plus, right? And for those of us who are between 80 and 60, it's like, oh, that sounds really good. I get that because we are called holy. We're made holy. But if I was going to tell somebody that in 2022, a brand new believer, that would be a little overwhelming to them, right? And so Colossians chapter 3 became a motto, and that's the way that I went. And I went forth doing good deeds, so much so that I have this reminder of Colossians 3.23 on my wrist, which is whatever your hand finds to do, do it wholeheartedly as unto the Lord. You're not working for anybody. 
You're not doing it for anything for anybody else. This is forgotten. This is forgotten. So I didn't know how Colossians chapter 3 was going to play into marriage or parenthood. And for those of you who are expecting Heather to be here, we had every intention of that. But we have a seven-month-old who threw us a curveball today. And so I'm hoping that she's going to join me for the live version later this morning if you're getting this on a Sunday. And so, so Colossians 3 became my uh, motto. And Colossians chapter 3 is... is and we're going to look at that in just a second. But here's the thing. I knew if I was going uh, to lead, I had to have a foundation. What am I going to go back to when life hits me in the face? And so I want to look at Colossians chapter 3 really quick. And, and when you're in the NIV, it goes from rules for holy living to living as those made alive in Christ. New believers, you're a new creation. And so then I'm going to read this for context. You should have some scriptures on, this, on the page with me if you don't have your Bible and so here it is, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. So get your focus, get your mind right. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ. Now you're covered with the blood of Jesus, right? And when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory because you've been redeemed. Okay? So then put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. That's really hard for, for a 22-year-old male to put those things, to put those earthly desires behind you, right? Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. Whoa, I can do that. Got me. Got my attention, right? Verse 7. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. Yes, I did used to live that way, but now I'm going to live a new way. But now you must rid yourself of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, Filthy language from your lips. The day that I got baptized, water baptized, filthy language left my mouth. I no longer talked like I was part of the streets, right? You used to walk in these ways in the, in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourself of these things. All those things I just mentioned in verse 9. Do not lie to each other. Do not lie to each other. It's a huge value in our house. Since you have taken off your old self with its old practices. You've put that self away and you put on, verse 10, the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of its creator. You were made in the image of Christ. Christ said that he formed you. He made us male and female, woman, man and woman. And he said, you look like me. You're made in the image of God. And so you look like Christ today. Verse 11, here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and in all. We are his creation. So then we can try to divide ourselves as much as we want to, but the reality is, is God's the head, Jesus is the Son, He saved us, redeemed us to the Father, we look like Him, and we're all one under that. That's unity. That's unity. So therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion. God's people. So the proof that God is in you is this. You have compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Those are the fruits of the Spirit. That's the Spirit of God living inside of you. Verse 13, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive because God forgave you, period. And over all these things, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So, man, people are going to be dumb and people are going to say stuff. They're going to do stuff and you're going to be offended and you're going to be rejected and you're going to be a lot of things in life. When life hits you in the face, what do you go back to? I go back to this forgiveness. And I love verse 14, and over all these things put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. The Bible tells us that love covers everything. Love covers a multitude of sin. 
And so let the peace, verse 15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, his creation, you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs of the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Gratitude in your hearts. Right? I'm going to go back to 15 really quickly. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body, you were called to peace. Love this. Shortest sentence in the Bible. Next to Jesus wept. And be thankful. And be thankful. Be thankful. We just finished this big holiday called Thanksgiving, right? Here's what I love about this. Verse 16 says, And let it dwell among you with all wisdom, through psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, with gratitude in your hearts. Thanksgiving. With gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, so you see gratitude, thanks for the second time there. Verse 17, whatever you do in word or deed, do it on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So verse 15, 16, and 17 are really the basis of our house. How do I keep Jesus at the center of my life? I'm going to be thankful, I'm going to keep thankful, and I'm going to thank God, period. That's what you just read right there. And then so you go to 18 through 25, and, and these, this is where we kind of trail off a little bit. But what I hit then, because I'm going to show you a different version of this later, here's what it says. This is instruction for Christian households. These are your believers. So then a Christian household means there's a man and a woman who are married. That's a Christian household, and they are walking in agreement. There is unity. This is not Christian household. This is not believer and unbeliever. These two people got married and they believed in walking together in unity. Two became one. So now we move forward together. This was a struggle for me and Heather, right? Really for me, not really for Heather. She was, she was game. I wasn't game. <laughs> so wives, submit to your husbands as fitting to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. 22, slaves, obey your earthly master and everything. Slaves, we like to take this and take it towards slavery. And yes, that is true. And there are servants, there are bond servants, there are, there are all kinds of servants. But don't be a slave to your job either. You have an earthly master. Something is mastering you on this earth, whatever that is, whatever that is, be obedient, right? And do it not only with their eye on you to get their favor, but with sincerity in your heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, do with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for human beings. Since you know that you will receive, here's, the, here's the, the cap, the chair on the top, your reward. Verse 24, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as reward because it is the Lord you are serving. It's Jesus you're serving. Anyone who does wrong, I don't like ending on a negative, but here we are. Anyone who does wrong will be repaid for their wrongs and there will be no favoritism, Okay. And so that became my motto, and that got, it not just, not just burned or engraved, but it, I stored it in my heart. This is where I go back to, Colossians chapter 3. Now, I want to tell you that Colossians chapter 3, and Philippians, and there's a, uh, Ephesians, these, are, these, are, these all work together. This is all Paul, right? And so here's how we got here. This is me and Heather, and you just pretend that she's here, and I won't imitate her voice, but here's how we got here. I saw Heather. She was working her way through Bible college, and I just thought she was amazing. And then I found out that she was going to Bible college, and she was beautiful, and she was tall, and that checked my boxes. 
right? And so in all that, I got the nerve one night to ask her to coffee. She said yes. On that night, we started dreaming together. We put together a list of 10 things that we'd like to accomplish together. We've done nine of those 10, 16 years into our marriage. <sighs> after that night, a couple months later, I drove her to Kentucky. I proposed after sitting through a long grilling session <laughs> with her mom and dad. And on her ring, on her wedding ring, I engraved Colossians chapter 3 inside of that. And the day I proposed, I printed out Colossians chapter 3 and I handed it to her. And I said, this is what we're going to do together. This is how we're going to live. And I just want to know that I want to show you that, that this is engraved on the inside of your wedding ring right here. And it's, it's the same for me too. And so as I put it on, we have Colossians chapter 3 on both of our ring fingers. This hangs in our house. And what I'm going to share with you later is version 47 of what the Otis family way is. And so I engraved that. We got married. We hung Colossians chapter 3 on the wall. And we lived it out in each of our own separate ways. And honestly, we forgot about it. It was there. And even though it was on my finger, I was in ministry. Heather was working. Life was good. Life was really good. And we forgot about it for a few years. And then we had our firstborn, Oscar. And I realized, wait a second, what, um, what are we doing? Oh, yeah, we built, we built our, I built my life. We built our marriage on this. This is the truth. This is the way it should go. This is our foundation. And this is what we value. And so, so let's get back to that. And so, so here's how our family got to this place. A few years into our marriage, we have Oscar, like I say, and I take Heather on a two-day retreat. And, and this time, we're going to dream about how are we going to raise our family? How are we going to build our family? Not knowing we would have five, but that's the truth. So God had a plan. And so how are we going to raise our kids? And the reality is this. When we got married, I had my way of doing things and Heather had her way of doing things. And yes, we were married and we became one and we took an oath and we're all in. But in marriage, a lot of the time we have people who you do your thing and I'll do my thing. We have an agreement, right, or a partnership. We don't really have the coming together, right, and being one. And so you'll never change ever. You'll never, ever change what you refuse to confront. And so we had to confront. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, an argument. It was, Hey, this is real. We now have somebody who's going to be looking up to us. We should probably come together back to that Colossians three thing that we built our lives on. Right. And so you'll never change what you refuse to confront. We knew better. We both knew better. And so on our anniversary, we take that retreat. And what happened is we actually came together and that's what most of us have to do. If, if Jesus is going to be the center of our house, our marriage, our family, and everything we do, we have to actually come together and not just appear together. Lots of people can appear together. Oh, they must be together. But just because they're together physically doesn't mean they're together mentally or spiritually. It doesn't mean they agree on, a, on anything, right? I could say any word there. We had to actually come together instead of just appearing together. We had to create our way instead of keeping my way. And Heather likes to do laundry this way, and I like to do laundry this way, and she likes to do dishes this way, and I like to do dishes. I like to clean up as I go. She likes to clean up at the end. We had to decide what our way was going to be. And here's the reality of, of your marriage, of, of building a great marriage. Marriage is always 100-100. I said that. Here's why. A lot of people think it's 50-50. Well, I'll give 50 and you give 50 and that makes 100. That's false. 
That's how we started our marriage. What happens when you're 50-50, that means you have one foot in over here. Yeah, girl, I'm good. I'm with you. And I have one foot over here. This is my life. It's Bon Jovi. This is how I'm going to do it, right? And marriage, when two people come together, it's really 100-100. We come all in. I'm all in. I'm all in. It's 100-100. And so in this meeting, here's what happened. We identified what our values were. We set Colossians 3 to the side. It's so unique on how God did this. And so here's what Heather values. She values four things, okay? Communication, but communication more for understanding, right? Communication, hospitality. Hospitality is really love. Hospitality, man, Heather can make you feel right at home like that. She has the gift of hospitality. She values hospitality. Integrity. Man, she loves when your words and your actions align, when you actually do what you say and say what you do. She loves that. And honesty, honesty. Those are Heather's top four values. Now, here's Dusty's top four values. Honesty. Man, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not good at, at, at workarounds. Let's just get to it. I love that. Honesty. Be real. Be your real self. Be authentically you, Okay. And the reality is this, when you value honesty, you can see dishonesty really well. When you actually have Jesus at the center of your life, you can tell the people who don't. That's not judgmental, it's just real, okay? Honesty for me, honor, I'm a big honor guy, so Heather's love, I'm respect, that works mo most of the time, amen. Initiative, man, I love when people take initiative. I hate having to come back and double, double stamp, triple stamp, right? And teamwork, so I am honesty, honor, initiative, and teamwork. Teamwork makes a dream work, we do this together. Part of my biggest battles over the last five years have been, man, just struggling to find a great team. We have an amazing team here. We're just limited. We got three people on this team, and it takes more than that. It's going to take a lot more people than that to do what God's called us to do, right? And so here's what happens in our family. Me and Heather decide, hey, we're going to take our top, our top values, and we're going to merge them. So I'm going to take your way and my way, and let's put them together. Let's create our way, the Otis way. And so here's what we have in our family. Honor, honesty, and hospitality. And we believe if these three are present, then unity exists. And that's in our house, and that's in the world, and that's really what we've built the church on. Honor, honesty, and hospitality. Hospitality, love always. Honor, respect everyone. Honesty, be real. If you'll just be real, don't, don't act like you've walked in their shoes until you have, right? Honor, hospitality, unity, unity. In our house, we say this family first, family first, unity. It's us. It's us. And our way was the foundation for our family. And so here's what we found to go with those values in Colossians chapter 3. Here's what we speak. The battle so much of the time happens in our minds, right? So I think good thoughts. I am thankful. I tell the truth. I'm a good listener. I'm a great example. And I love everyone. I love everyone. And so here's how we live it. So what do we say and how do we actually do that? This is Colossians 3. This all ties into Colossians 3. How we live. Be positive. That's verse 2. Be thankful. That's verse 15 and 17. Be honest. That's verse 9. Be obedient. That's verse 20. Be respectful. That's verse 8. Be encouraging. That's verse 11 and 16. Here's what else we found in Colossians chapter 3. We found six of the I am's that God calls us. 
He says you're chosen, accepted, confident, connected, that you're a temple where he lives, and that you are victorious. And so from those Beatitudes, positive, thankful, obedient, respectful, and encouraging. So to be positive, I have to think good thoughts. To be thankful, that has to come gratitude in my heart, right? To be honest, I have to tell the truth. To be obedient, I must listen and follow through. To be respectful, I have to be an example of that. To be respectful, that means I need to show it. I earn. Respect is earned, right? To be encouraging means I'm, I need to love everybody. I should love it. Love covers everything. And when life happens, when life happens, we go back to these values and these principles, okay? This is our way. This is the Otis way. If you want to steal this, hundreds, among hundreds of people have stolen this, and, and I'm giving it. So you don't have to steal it. I'm giving it to you, okay? Here's the deal. When our life happens, when it gets a little crazy, our way is the way we go back to. Not my way and not Heather's way. Amos 3.3 assures us that two people cannot walk together unless they agree, unless they're in agreement. So it was no longer when we got to this place in our marriage and with our house, with our family, it was no longer you and me, it was we. They're no longer your kids, they're our kids, right? This is the foundation to how we lead and how we respond to every situation, all found in Colossians chapter 3. And what we had... What we had at that moment and what we have now is unity. We can now walk in alignment because we understand. We understand the foundation that we're walking on. The number one value in our house is rooted in belief. We walk together. We walk together. 2 Corinthians 6.14 to back this up says, Do not be unequally bound together with unbelievers, which means do not make mismatched alliances with people who don't believe with people who are inconsistent with your faith. Me and Heather had the same faith. We had to get the same values. For what partnership can righteousness have with lawlessness? Or what fellowship can light have with dark? It can't. It can't. And if you're not walking in agreement, it's going to be hard for Jesus to be the center of that. And so how do we walk together as a couple? How do we walk together as a family? How do we walk together as believers? Dusty, is this really as consistent as you say it is? Is this, this is really what I'm living? It's what we're living and it's what we're leading. It's what we're leading. And so they're all found in Colossians chapter three. And here's how we remember them. Here's how we lead them. And here's how we teach them. I'm from Oklahoma. I'm an Okie. I'm not from Muskogee, but I am an Okie. And here's how we remember this. Jim Thorpe is one of the greatest athletes of all time, if not the greatest athlete of all time. If you, if you want to count all sports for what he did in the Olympics, it's pretty special, right? And so it's an acronym, Thorpe. Jim Thorpe spelled his name with an E, T-H-O-R-P-E. And here's, I've already told you Thorpe, but now I'm going to tell it to you intentionally. Thorpe, thankful. The T stands for thankful. Those three verses, be thankful, keep thankful, and thank God, be thankful, have an attitude of gratitude. Everything starts with thanks. It's crazy how our perspective changes when we begin with thanks. It is not, here's the thing. There's a quote that says, it's not joy that makes us grateful. It's gratitude that makes us joyful. It's gratitude. So thankful. T is thankful. The H is honest. Honest. Be your real 
authentic self. It's what we tell our kids. It's what I tell you. It's the most important thing you'll ever be. Why? Because when you're really you, there is freedom. That's honesty. There's a quote that says, don't tell a lie and you never have to remember what you said. If you never tell a lie, you never have to remember what you said. Boy, there's freedom in that. There's freedom in that. The O is obedient. That means follow through. Follow through. Obedience takes follow through. Yeah, I can hear it and agree, but until I take action, there's no obedience. So then, love. I love you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. And I'm going to take action because I love and trust. And that equals obedience. Love plus trust plus action equals obedience. That's biblical obedience. The R is respect. Thorpe, T-H-O-R. R is respect. Respect. We're going to honor everyone. We're going to honor everyone. We're going to have a little bit of, a thimp, of, of empathy, and we're going to earn our respect as well. We're not going to expect it. We're going to earn it, and we're going to honor everyone that walks or crosses our path. The P is for positive. This is the biggest one. This is really how we start our day. It's thanks, and thanks is a positive, is a positive action, right? And so then our thoughts become our words, our words become our actions, and that's how the example is that we walk, right? And so then we're going to think positive. We're going to battle those negative thoughts, and there's a lot of them. We're going to battle those negative with positive. We're going to speak them into action because the Bible says out of the, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It also says that the tongue has the power of life and death, so we're going to speak life, right? And then we're going to follow up with positive action. I'm going to believe that in my heart, and I believe I'm going to live it. So think it, speak it, believe it, live it. And the more you believe, the easier it is to speak, by the way. And the E is for encourage. The E for Thorpe is encourage. Love everyone. Speak life. Speak life. Encouragement. There's, a, there's an old saying that says, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. If you don't have anything good to say, just keep your mouth shut. That's good. Okay? It's also a follow-up on, uh, on, on Ecclesiastes 3. So here's the daily challenge. When life happens and things go wrong... Don't go with them. Go back to Scripture. Go back to truth. When life happens and things go wrong, don't go with them. Don't go with them. That's where, that's where the devil wants you to go. That's where your enemy, he wants you to track that way, right? I have several opportunities every day to go with the negative. To go with, I, I can do that. But it takes belief and it takes discipline to stay on track spiritually. To believe in our way, Right? There's an old quote. Here's what it says. Watch your thoughts. They become your words. Watch your words. They become your actions. Watch your actions. They become your habits. Watch your habits. They become your character. Watch your character. It becomes your destiny. That's where you're going. That's where you're going. Your thoughts really determine where you go. So it starts right here in your forehead every day. That's what we have to teach and stay on top of our minds. Think it. Speak it, believe it, and let it happen in your life. Speak positive things into life. That's scriptural, okay? So here's your action step for the day. This is uh, one slide. We got multiple points, okay? Three things. Change the way that you think. Change the way that you speak. Eliminate the negativity. And change the way you act. Let all three complement each other. Let your thoughts and your words and your actions all complement each other, which complement you, that's called having integrity. When everything matches and aligns, you're winning, you're winning. Here's the other thing, I want you to use your guide. You're online with me, so if you want this PDF, if you want this PDF, 
I will put it out. I will put this in the email to you next week on Thursday. If you want it right now, email me, dusty at dustyotis.com. So then here's the guide. Here's the guide. Who are we? How do we do it? We just read through Colossians chapter three. Let me take you back through. I've merged Philippians and Ephesians and Colossians to call this the OFV, the Otis family version. Here's who we are and here's how we do it. You're going to need these because they are special. One, starts in verse two. This is Colossians three, verse two. And I'll just read through. I picked and put this together as one thing. So be positive. Think good thoughts. Set your mind on heavenly things, things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. All the way to verse eight. Be respectful. If you're taking notes, be positive. Be respectful. And turn off all things like anger, rage, malice, and offensive language. Verse nine, be honest. Do not lie to each other. Verse 10, you're a temple, a new person that is constantly being renewed in the knowledge according to the image of God who created you. In this life, we were all made in God's image and created equal. Verse 12, so as chosen people, be examples of Jesus because you are holy and loved. Have a heart of mercy and compassion with humility and patience. Endure with each other and forgive each other just as God forgave you because we are all accepted by him. And in all things, add love. In all things, add love. Love covers everything, which covers everything. Let the peace of Christ, which makes you confident, be in control of your heart and be thankful. It's the fourth one. Be thankful. Don't stop living the Bible. Let it dwell in your heart because it keeps you connected. Teach and be encouraging with one another using wisdom because you are wise. And worship with all of your heart. Worship with all your heart. And whatever you do in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks again to God the Father because he gives you victory. Victory. Children, be obedient. There it is, the last one of Thorpe. Be obedient to your parents. And everything that's pleased God. Whatever you do, do it with all of your heart with enthusiasm for the Lord and not for people. Because God has a reward for you that you cannot imagine. Continue to love, live, and lead like Jesus so others can learn from your example. So others can learn from your example. There are those five B's. And so I want to take you back to it really quickly. How do we do this? Colossians 3 is your guide. Change the way you think. Change the way you speak. Change the way you act. How do I do that? I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to be respectful. Okay? And I'm going to be encouraging, encouraging, encouraging. Thorpe, thankful, honest, obedient, respectful, positive, encouraging. I'm going to be that. Why? Because Colossians chapter 3 tells me so. Tells me so. I hope all that makes sense to you. Let me pray. Father, thanks so much. Thanks so much for the opportunity, Lord, that you've given me today to share how we built our house, Lord. It's on your word. It's nothing that we've done. We get absolutely zero credit for this. This is you. This is you and me. This is you revealing yourself to me, revealing your word to me. It's helping me. It's your help, Lord, that's allowed me to build my life this way. And so I just thank you, Lord, for revealing this to me so that I could lead Heather in this exact same way, but that we could build and base our lives on this, the truth of Jesus Christ, Lord, and how we are to live Lord, how we become victorious. It's right here. Thank you. Thank you for it. 
Thank you for blessing this word and every person who's here who can hear, Lord. I ask you to open hearts. Lord, help us to take steps. Thank you for seeds that were planted today. Thank you for fruit that's going to be born because we gathered, because we heard, because our ears heard today. Thank you for it. Thank you for all that you are. If there are people who need to take a next step, Lord, I ask you to help them to follow through. Give them boldness and confidence. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, I hope that spoke to you. Again, if you need anything ever at all, please email me. If you are partnering with us financially, there's a couple things happening right now. We are raising money. We are building our budget, and, and we need your help. And so to give, just follow the link in the bio of this uh, video description. And uh, if you're already a financial partner, thank you so much. Thank you for prayerfully considering how um, you can be a part of what we're doing. Again, so much life changes happened this year because we've came from 172 people starting to read their Bible to 82 people praying the prayer of salvation, rededicating their life. Those 37 people who've been baptized, it's huge. The missional work that's being accomplished here is amazing. God's doing something great and your support is what makes it go. So thank you for partnering with us. And uh, that's all I have. Now, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. I pray the perception of your mind would be enlightened so that you would know what His hope, His calling, and His purpose are for you and the great things that He has in store for you. I'm so thankful for you. Hope you had a great week. Have a good week moving forward. And uh, we're fast approaching Christmas next week. Next week, we're going to be talking about relationships. Uh, a Better Way Forward continues next week. And we'll be in week 11, week 11 of that. And that's how we'll finish the year all the way to uh, Christmas Eve. And so God bless you guys. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. A huge thanks to those of you who support our ministry. You make what we get to do in Michigan, Oklahoma, Texas, and Colorado possible with those weekly outreaches to our hospital heroes and public service men and women. It's a big deal to get to do that and to support the people who are caring for our communities. So go ahead and click the link in the description to become a partner, or you can visit livefreetofind.com and click the giving link. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to like and subscribe or share it with a friend. Thanks again for being here today. God bless you.